Hey, what's up, friends? I'm Vince Del Monte, the host of the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, and I am the only mentor in the world who's built four different seven-figure generating fitness businesses without paid ad strategies. And since then, I've created the world's biggest and best fitness business coaching program, the straightest and shortest path to success, consistent success, so you can start hitting 10, 20, 50, and even $100,000 months in as little as a year, like hundreds of our members have already done. My signature program, the Seven Figure Mastermind, designed for any size team at any stage and every income level, is committed to helping a thousand fit pros become successfully self employed by the end of 2023 because every fitness coach deserves freedom through fitness and the systems to scale without sacrificing your soul. Enjoy this episode. All right, it is happening. It's official. Fitness Business Breakthrough is here. April 21, 22, 23, downtown Nashville, Tennessee, just two blocks from Broadway, where there is 24-7 live music. I can't wait to have you. This is the event. This is the event that takes a personal trainer or anyone with a passion for health and fitness, whether your specialty is health, muscle building, fat loss, strength training, yoga, contest prep, sports performance, nutrition, or mindset. This event takes you from an employee to a successfully self-employed individual to business owner to empire builder. You have to learn how to delegate automate and eliminate all the day-to-day tasks preventing you from scaling and having maximum impact and become the CEO of your life and create real freedom. And that's what this entire event is all about. I can't wait for you to join us and I can't wait for you to see what we have in store for you. If you've been to any of my seven figure mastermind events, you know that we don't deliver any fluff It's 100% immediate and actionable advice that will level up your branding, marketing, sales, and leadership. We will be teaching you what's working best right now. I always say live events change lives because proximity equals power. And I'll be bringing a ton of my friends, uh, just like seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs of the caliber, Bejos Koulian. Wes Watson, Trevor Backmeyer, Joe Marcoux, former Navy SEAL Larry Yach, Frank Demblanken, and a dynamite of seven-figure female entrepreneurs, including Suzanne Galuzzo, Rachel Shear, Annie Yach, and my favorite, my BMW, Flavia Del Monte. Yep, that's my beautiful, marvelous wife will be taking the stage and a few more surprises. So check out the page and let me tell you one thing. Get registered because this event will sell out. Tickets are on sale right now, but this thing will sell out. So get your seat locked in right now. The future is now. You'll find a link in the show notes. Go grab your ticket. We will see you soon. Hey, what's up, friends? So in this snippet, uh, you are going to hear me answer a question from one of our advanced members on our weekly advanced Q&A coaching call. And this question is coming from Natalia Mello. She's a former bikini olympia champion 
Uh, she won uh, in 2012. She's the first Brazilian and uh, to have won that uh, title. Um, I guess this is just a sidebar there for you. In this little snippet, you're going to hear her ask about leadership and how to lead her team. Uh, she shared that, uh, you know, she's very blunt and direct in her feedback and she was looking for some uh, tips on how to lead. And I shared a response that's been really effective uh, for us, growing our organization, coordinating action, and really increasing the functioning of all of our team members. And uh, my feedback was around the concept of emotional connection and that all leaders are very good at creating emotional connection. So I'm going to let you listen in here and... Um, I just thought this was a really helpful insight. I was getting a lot of comments in the chat while I was sharing this, just saying, hey, this is what I needed, and this was really helpful. I haven't really heard this breakdown before, but there is a formula to increase emotional connection. There's three ingredients, and I actually break down the definitions of each of these ingredients, uh, terms you've probably heard before but might not have been broken down. So without further ado, uh, listen in. I hope this serves you. So my authentic self is to be very direct and straight to the point, which can be a problem when dealing with people who come uh, with a baggage trauma. How do I navigate that? Natalia, that's a great question. Thanks for sharing that. So I think one thing I strive to be as a leader is firm, but also fair, firm and fair. So when you are going to be direct and straight to the point, you there, there's a certain... Um, way to deliver feedback. There's a right way to give feedback and there's a wrong way to give feedback. I'll give you a few insights. Feedback is not designed for people to change. How many of you guys are shocked by that statement? How many of you guys feel like the point of feedback is for them to change? That is not the point of feedback. Can I, if I give Luke some feedback, I cannot control if Luke receives that feedback or not. Now, before I give Luke some feedback, I have to first ask for his permission. Hey, Luke, would you be open to some feedback? And, and you don't say constructive or critical. It's just feedback. They'll decide how, what kind of feedback. They don't say, hey, can I give you some constructive criticism? That's a dumb sentence. Just say, can I give, would you be open to some feedback? Yes. And the way you give feedback, again, we've brought in a team to do like a full-blown half-day workshop on this. But one of the most crucial parts of giving feedback is to not tell people you are doing something because you can't control people's behaviors. How many people are upset about that? <laughs> the, the second you understand that you can't control anybody's behavior, including the person you sleep with, that really is, should be a freeing thing. You can only control your own growth. You cannot control your spouse. You can't control your kids unless you use unless you're, you use force. Now you're a tyrant. See what's going on in our country right now. So who wants to be a tyrant? No, now people are operating from a place of fear, not from a place of love. You want to be a leader because people love you, not because people fear you. I don't want my kids to do the right thing because they're afraid that dad's going to freak out. I want them to follow daddy because they love daddy. They don't want to make him upset. They don't want to disappoint him. They respect him because I've given respect to my kids. So in order to gain respect, you have to first give respect. What's the definition of respect? Respect is the ability to listen. When somebody feels listened to, they will feel respected. All the guys probably know here, oh, she never understands. I never do enough. Oh, forget it. Does that sound familiar? 
you don't feel like you've been listened to. So you just bought, you don't bother, right? Now that's not acceptable behavior either. All right. <laughs> so how to give feedback? It's, hey, the story that I'm telling myself is that when you miss a deadline, you're not fully committed to the vision. Am I right? See how I gave that feedback? I said, the story that I'm telling myself, the story that I'm telling myself is that when you miss a deadline, it makes me feel that you're not fully committed to the vision. Am I right or am I completely off? What are your thoughts? Now, do you see how I provided that feedback in a safe way? I didn't come out and say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. It's, hey, the way, the story that I'm telling myself, and now you give them an opportunity and a safe place to provide a response. So whenever you want to provide feedback, this will save some marriages here. The story that I'm telling myself is that when this happens, I feel this way. And then you say, am I, am I crazy? Or you bring, make it your problem. Like, am I completely off? And then you, then they're, they're going to now be like, oh my goodness. I'm like, oh my, no, I am so sorry. I should have communicated. I didn't realize it was that important. And then you get to a, a productive state in the conversation where it's like, hey, so for us to continue working together and achieve our goals together, we're making this challenge about us. What proposed solutions do you have? How could I support you better? So a true leader, there's a million books written on this, Leaders Eat Last. It's like, how can I support you more? A great leader always takes ownership. So Natalia, if something's not going as planned, you have to use direct and to the point feedback. The question is why? Were they aware of how crucial this task was? Did they have the power to act? Did they have the capability to act? Did they have the capacity to act? Did you get their commitment? And now we can provide feedback around, hey, so we've had to do this with some team members and there's a very there's a very specific way everything happens. And I can tell you exactly what happens when you start to raise the performance on your team. So we've had to hold someone accountable to, hey, not hitting the deadline. All right. So we have to have the conversation. Hey, last week on our team meeting, you said that this would be done by this date. You committed to this date. We haven't seen any updates on that. Just wanted to check in and find out what the status is of this. Is everything okay? And then we have them give a report and we have them give an account, but it's not in a way where we assume, again, we extend trust. Is everything okay? No, I totally dropped the ball. But if I come in at it and say, hey, you said you were going to do this. It wasn't done, but what are they going to do? Very first thing somebody's going to do, write this down, blame. The very first thing people will do is blame. They'll, they will deflect ownership somewhere else. They will blame something else. Oh, but this happened, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't clear. That's called blame. The next thing they will do is they will make an excuse or sometimes it's excuse than blame. It's one of the other. One of these always comes first. They'll make an excuse. They'll blame something and then they'll make an excuse. And this happens every single time. And then what you do is you circle back and you find out, hey, what are your proposed solutions for us achieving the goals together the next time we delegate a task? And you delegate the problem back to them. And you get them to, you know what? I shouldn't have said I could do it Friday because I actually 10 things on my plate. And I was just, to be honest, I just didn't want to say no. So I'll make sure that I communicate better. Great. So see what we're doing right there? 
they are now solving their own problem and they're now coming out front saying the root issue is that I didn't fully communicate that I couldn't do this thing. And next time I won't accept responsibilities that I don't have the capacity for. And now they've taken ownership of the situation and you just now you've made head ground, you've had headway together. And you, and then you applaud that behavior. Hey, I appreciate you taking ownership of that. Let me know if there's anything I can do to support you to get this done by this new date. Okay. All right. I'll pause there. Natalia, was that helpful for you? Yeah, very helpful. I, I've been trying. Is, is there any book that you recommend to read that you have found that has been a game changer for you regarding leadership? Because I feel like that's where I'm struggling um, is with leadership, not only with my team, but with my clients to get like kind of buy in. Yeah. It, you know, it might be something, I'll be honest, like the books, like it's the best leadership stuff is the stuff that we teach that I'm teaching right now yeah. that I've just, and I discovered this all through unstoppable teams. Larry and Annie will both be at the event. Nick's going to be at our event. I would try and get some time with those guys. I didn't learn any of this stuff from books. I learned this all yes. from us SEAL team leaders. John Maxwell is the leadership of God. He's written, I think more books than anybody on this topic alone. So I would, I would probably start with a John Maxwell book. His stuff is pretty rich. He's been around forever. John Maxwell is great. Even Bedros's book, to be honest, Man Up, I would probably maybe a little lighter reading. I would start with Man Up because that's really all about setting standards of performance. Uh, a big thing is that people, I learned this uh, from our pastor. I've shared this quite a few times, but if people don't understand your expectations, they won't understand your disappointment. So oftentimes we have to use like, if my kids are misbehaving, I have to first pause and say, have I told my kids they can't touch each other? Like it's, you guys cannot physically touch each other. Like I ha- I can't even, Before I start using that voice and before I start freaking out, I have to just pause. Have I even got my kids commitment that they won't physically touch each other when they're upset? I haven't even got their commitment. So how can I hold them to something they haven't even committed to? Oh, but they should know. Should they? That's a big assumption. And that's where a lot of leaders go off. They assume they should just know. What are you talking about? They should just know why. (laughs) John Luke is in Taekwondo. Now I'm scared of getting close to him. (laughs) The kid throws these freaking kicks. Um, I had an example this week of somebody on my team. I have a copywriter. I sent her something to write and I gave very clear instructions and she's done a great job before. And whenever she returned it back to me, it was freaking awful. And my reaction was to be like, this is shit. Absolutely god awful. I didn't say that. I walked away and then I gathered my thoughts, but I was still very direct. So in a situation like this, when the job is just done poorly, when you know that the person has more potential, how do you navigate the, the space where you're not micromanaging the person on how they do their job? Yeah. You have a standard in which you want people to meet when they are working for you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, we're going to take last question for you, Natalia, answer this one. We'll try and get a few more questions in, but these are really good questions. So what I would do, Natalia, is that for instance, if somebody's writing a piece of copy for me, I will have them do just the headline before they do the next section. And what you need to do is your, I, first of all, I take hundred percent ownership. That is 100% your fault that she sent back a shit piece. And even if you think that even if you think that you gave her something to model, you have to take ownership and say, hey, I clearly didn't show what the standard of performance was. All right. And if she, if you feel like you did, you still have to take further ownership 
of saying, hey, did I hire the right person? Remember, a leader always takes ownership and a leader never blames. So that's your first. So remember, you can't control her. You can only control yourself. So the first thing is to always say, this is 100% my fault. So what I do is when I'm delegating a project, I wouldn't ask like for a designer, I wouldn't have them do the whole sales page. I would say, hey, just do the top one fifth of the page. And then I'll give you feedback on it. We'll dial that in. And then I'll give you feedback on the second section. And then I'll give you feedback. And then we'll do the third section. So it's constant feedback in um, very proactive. Hey, this is really good. I love this angle here. This headline, um, eh, let's try a more fear-based headline instead of that. But that type of feedback is going to much be, be much more productive to their psyche. If you look at it, and it is so, so far gone, then you as a leader just have to say, hey, you know what? Thank you so much for trying. I know you did your best, but we're going to delegate this one to somebody else because this isn't what we're looking for. But if you're going to work with this person to do the project, you have to be responsible to them. If they're so bad, then you have to, it's not fair for for them to try and do something they're not good at. So you either take them off the project or you continue to give them the feedback until they bring up the standard of performance. And then you make your decisions. Remember, it's always on you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got some value. And if you're ready to learn more about the world's premier fitness business community that gives you the systems, skills, and support to scale to your first 10,000, 50,000, or even a $100,000 month in as little as one year, then send me a message on Instagram at Vince Del Monte and message me success. I'll know what that means and I'll reach out to you and I'll see if I can help you.